We are back on 1360 KPXQ. I am your host for today, filling in for Tom Brown, Warren Stewart Jr., and I am here with uh, Sandy Mason and Linda Morris, and we are having a great conversation uh, during the commercials, so we're just going to bring you guys up <laughs> into that. So, uh, Sister Linda, you left off um, – on discipleship, yeah. and uh, we want to pick back up on that. But before we do, if you would like to join the conversation today or ask a question, please call 602-274-1360, 602-274-1360. So we're going to pick back up on discipleship because what is key in our churches is training and right. discipleship. Right. So speak right. to that, if you will, what you do with Harvest. Yes, okay. Well, one of the wonderful things that happened to me when I got connected to Harvest Mm -hmm. was that they were developing discipleship material. Mm. And Bob Moffat was in the process of writing If Jesus Were Mayor. Wow. So think about it. What would happen if, how would your your city change Mm. if Jesus were mayor of your city? Yeah, great picture. And he wouldn't change everything. Mm. What would happen if Jesus were mayor? So they were testing the curriculum, and I was learning from that curriculum because mm-hmm. that was part of our duties as staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Bob's executive assistant, so that's a part of the journey. Wow. But as I began to really delve into those lessons, and those lessons were straight from the Bible, mm. as I began to look at that, at Scripture, in light of what Jesus would have us to do if he were in charge, yeah. then that changed my whole paradigm about church and mm-hmm. ministry. Yeah. Then, um, so as they developed it, uh, a, another part of curriculum development was a, a series of studies called On Earth As It Is In Heaven, okay. which is part of the Matthew mm-hmm. prayer. So as we were going through these lessons and uh, I was kind of getting restless as Bob's assistant, I realized I need to get this message out farther, mm-hmm. especially into my church, mm-hmm. yeah. into my community, and started a small group. And we studied both by the if, if Jesus were mayor and mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And part of that requires us to incarnate the yes. word in practice. Yes. So you don't just read the Bible and pray and and have your spiritual time. Mm -hmm. You have to apply the Word in practical and intentional ways, Mm -hmm. and that's discipleship. Yes, yes. Discipleship means that you're going to do what Jesus said do. He said, if you don't, you're not my disciple. That's right, that's right. So it was very clear. Um, Out of that Mm -hmm. came holistic ministry because Jesus developed in four ways, and we're— we want to be like him. We're yeah. supposed to develop the same way. Yes. We're supposed to develop as he did in Luke two fifty two. Yeah, mm-hmm. develop wisdom stature. in yeah. wisdom, mm-hmm. in stature, favor with God, and mm-hmm. favor with man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so intellectually, mm-hmm. physically, spiritually, and socially. But we are really good at the spiritual in the church. Yeah, yeah. not so good at the other three. Yeah, that's good. You know, so that is kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, in that discipleship process, people begin to look outward because Jesus came as a servant. Yes. And so we then realize that we are not just uh, learners, mm-hmm. but we have to incarnate what Jesus did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, Sandy. We, we've, uh, 
we've really tamed Jesus, haven't we? Oh, I mean, yeah. we, you, oh, you know, yeah. we, we put him in a box. We put him in a box. Yeah. And, and that man, I mean, he preached like when those minor prophets, right. I mean, he was fiery and yeah. denouncing his enemies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we, we need to turn the lion loose again. Mm. And, uh, you know, I just think the history of the the white church is sending missionaries to Africa while we're ignoring our African-American brother and sister yeah. in their plight right next door. Yeah. And, uh, so part of this, as I said before, is mm-hmm. is not being defensive as the white community, but but owning a need for some repentance in yes. this and to say, you know, we we kind of watered this gospel and this yeah. Jesus down to mm-hmm. something that just affirmed a lifestyle that we enjoy mm-hmm. and didn't push us out of our comfort zone and push us into the issues that were uncomfortable. And so, Warren, that's why you give me hope and, yeah. and Linda that, if in our churches we could start crossing the lines and just having conversations mm-hmm. where we could talk about, well, I don't understand. Help me understand this, and not yeah. jump to our presuppositions about either side right, of the right. table, but just in love keep right. coming back. And uh, and that's where discipleship is the hope, because it, it, you know, I'm a preacher, you're a preacher. Mm-hmm. I can tell you can preach, uh, <laughs> you know, but preaching alone. Won't do, do it. it. It's yeah. you know when Jesus, the smartest man in the world, said, mm-hmm. "How am I going to change the world?" He started a small group of zealots. That's right. And poured into them for three years, and look what happened. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm thrilled that you two are thinking about discipleship is the the hope. Yeah. And uh, yes. and, and and you're right. And and if dis- discipleship has to be the hope because this is a spiritual problem. Yes. This is not racism. Is yeah. not. It's it's sin. Well, it's that's sin. A, we have to call it what it is. Racism is sin. We're dealing with wickedness and high powers and principalities in high places. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. word of God is the only thing. Uh, I think it's Second Corinthians ten three through mm-hmm. six. It says that we have to pull down every yeah. stronghold, yes. every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Yeah. And so, if we have these weapons that are powerful and not, it's not against flesh and blood. Then we have to fight spiritually, but disciple practically, because that's how it's counteracted. So like you said, we can have a prayer service, we can prayer march and Mm -hmm. do all this stuff. But if we are not learning and listening from one another, we will not continue, we will not reconcile anything when it comes to race. This is a heart issue. So if, if you're sitting here and listening and you're like, oh, well, that's not me or whatever, listen, that's it's you it is it, it, it's not america's unique problem right. yeah i mean yeah. every country you know has their their ethnicities and their nationalistic prejudice you know but it is our original sin i mean it's just in yeah. the mix from the beginning yeah and uh what what people from my uh, side of the community don't understand is that it just continues to mm-hmm. bear uh, poison fruit mm-hmm. in our communities mm-hmm. and, uh, the church is the hope warren just what you're saying it, it is the hope, yes. Go ahead. Well, the other part of that, though, is we want to be okay without repentance. Mm. Yeah. And that's the piece that's missing. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before. It, didn't, it wasn't very popular when I said it. But until America repents for the sin of slavery yes. and the sin that carried forth from slavery— yes. We will be having these conversations. We will be having mm-hmm. these conflicts. America, all of America, yeah. I know that generations didn't own slaves and everybody didn't own slaves mm-hmm. in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
And some of the slaves were owned by black people, and some of the slaves... Yeah. But slavery was a sin. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah. So we yeah. need to repent. We need to recognize that we're broken people, and we can change yeah. by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Amen. yeah, that's it. And we're, the church, we're the, the only community that repentance means anything. I mean, yes. I hear what Linda's saying, but it, if we wait around for politicians to lead this charge. Come on. It's come not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but it could start if something in Phoenix, small and mm-hmm. genuine and real, yeah. the spirit began to take root. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And that's what we wanted to do with the Faith and Justice Initiative. Uh, if you are on Facebook, please look up Faith and Justice PHX Phoenix, Faith and Justice Phoenix. This is the, the meeting uh, Sandy and and knowing Linda, we had them at this meeting to discuss these things because we in Phoenix felt that uh, we needed to come together. And uh, I have just, I've been thankful to have great relationships with, with mega white churches and smaller white churches and learning from them, but you don't always see an equal exchange of them learning from you. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the bridging of the gap and this coming together in community that gives God glory. Yes. You know, that broken people and sinful people come together and learn from each other and live together in love and in harmony. And we're not you know, it's not just something that you see in fairy tales. This is the kingdom of God that's supposed to be realized. And silence on these issues shows where your heart is. And we have to speak up. And you said, Sandy, and and mind you, Linda, I love that you said that because I wanted you to get to the point, unless America repents, we're going to still be talking about this till we're the day we die, until until Jesus comes back. And so America needs to repent. And what you said, Sandy... It's not going to come from the White House. Mm. It's not going to come from the Capitol. It's going to come from the church. And that's why God left his church in the world, because he has overcome the world. And we're supposed to be the catalyst and the light in the midst of darkness to say this is not okay. And so when you see people protesting and they're angry and they're supposed to be angry if they don't have Jesus. And they're supposed to riot and tear up stuff. But as the church, how can we build them in a way that we don't just wait until another black life is killed? But we, we, we present Jesus and speak value into a community and a generation who does not have privilege to say, we're all here for you and we're here to serve like Jesus did. Jesus made himself, who was rich, made himself poor that we would become rich. And so that exchange has to happen. Yeah. I was thinking as you were talking, and, and Sandy, as you were talking, um, I was looking at Ephesians 3, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. it talks about the fact that the church is the instrument yeah. that will show the mystery of God's plan. Yes. It is through the church that the many-faceted wisdom of God is demonstrated. Yes. If the church does not take up that assignment then the world sees God and the people of God as mysterious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And so that's the thing that concerns me. Mm. The church, people look at people in the church and they've got their own uh, descriptions of who we are. Mm-hmm. I heard the description of 
people going in and out of my church, and one of the community people said, well, you know, they're just really nicely dressed people, and I saw them build that nice parking lot, right. and they've got nice cars and clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But that was what they thought about Christians. Wow. Well, we need to change the the scope of what people think about Christians. This is imperative. And so when we come back from break, you listen to 1360 KPXQ. I'm Warren Stewart filling in for Tom Brown. We will be back in just a few minutes for another longer segment to deal with this some more about the perception of the church. So stay tuned. Call in. 